So glad you're here today, and we are in Hebrews, where we've been studying for the last several weeks, and I'm going to catch you up if you haven't been here, that Hebrews is written to some Jewish Christians who were drifting in their faith, and uh, the writer of Hebrews, who we don't know for sure who wrote it, is compelling them, compelling them to to remember who Jesus is. And so we've done this series, Jesus Is, and just over and over again, this reassuring of why Jesus is better, why Jesus is greater, why they need to stop uh, their drifting, which we've talked about. And so today we're talking about Jesus is our perfect sacrifice, a, a very reflective message today. A lot of the messages uh, that I preach are, are, have a lot of action to them. And, and I'm not saying this doesn't, but is much more reflective than many messages that I preach. But I want to uh, talk a little bit about where we've been and where we're going. The, the, the writer of Hebrews has been giving these warnings. For the last several weeks, we've been going there. Warnings against drifting. Warning against having a hard heart. Warnings against having this lack of confidence in who Jesus is. Warning, warning, warning. And then on the other side saying, Jesus is better, Jesus is better, Jesus is better. And today he has this warning uh, that says, do not downplay, shrink, or water down the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Now, I know that most of us would not think that we would intentionally do that. And, and I understand that. But a lot of times we do that without even knowing it, just by not being grateful, by not being loyal, by not surrendering. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Before I do, I want to talk a little bit about warnings. You know, we, we, we are a warning society. We are a warning society. We are, we, uh, we have warnings all along. As a matter of fact, I looked at some product warnings on some of the things that we buy. Uh, there's a fishing lure that has a warning that says, harmful if swallowed. <laughs> The strollers that we have our kids in, the warning says, remove child before folding. <laughs> the sun shield for our cars says, do not drive with shield in place. <laughs> we have these warnings over and over. Deodorant spray, do not spray in eye. Sleeping pills may cause drowsiness. <laughs> dishwasher, do not allow children to play in dishwasher. Unless they're mean. Anyway, whatever. Bleach, harmful if swallowed. And we have these warnings, and the writer of Hebrews, we laugh at these, the writer of Hebrews is giving us this warning. To me, this is a huge warning. A huge warning that you and I could live in such a way that we would water down, think less of, minimize the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, that we, we can live in such a way without even knowing it because he gives us, he gives us warning. He said, hey, 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 be careful. Just like when you're telling your kids or something, something's going, hey, hey, you better be careful. Or somebody at work, they're about to do something. They're getting on a ladder and they're leaning over. And hey, hey, be careful. Watch out. This is important. This moment may not, so you may feel like, hey, I'm just doing this and I'm not, I'm going to get this done. And somebody will just admit, hey, watch out, be careful. That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. You may be going on with your lives, but he's shouting out to us, hey, be careful with how you're living. There's a scripture here. And we'll read the scripture, and then we're going to talk about why Jesus is better, why he is this perfect sacrifice. But I want you to look at the scripture here. For God's will was for us to be made holy 
by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Once for all time. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before their altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But our high priest, who we talked about last year, that Jesus is a high priest, and a high priest is our advocate. He's, he represents us for God, before God, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits. He waits for his enemies until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one single offering, he forever made perfect. Talking about just the magnitude of this sacrifice that Jesus, by that one offering, forever made perfect those that he's making holy, that he's, he's raising, he's trying to raise in our eyes where the bar is for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That a lot of times we just can go through our lives and get busy or whatever, and that bar just seems to drop where it's like, yeah, it's all right, it's okay, yeah, I get it, yeah, Jesus died for me. And that's one of the reasons why people ask why we do communion every Sunday. We don't think we're a better church because we do communion every Sunday, but it is the focal point of our service, that we remember that this sacrifice, this partaking of the body and the blood, the bread and the juice is a reminder to us of just the magnitude of what he did on the cross. And we're going to remember. And the writer of Hebrews is setting the bar for saying that Jesus, by this one sacrifice, made us perfect. You, you and I, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, when you accept Christ, this is hard for us to believe because we know who we are. That when you and I accept Christ, we are made perfect in God's eyes. We are made holy in God's eyes. That this is called salvation. And you don't feel holy and you don't feel perfect because in our flesh, we don't always act that way. So the, the salvation process is happening. But then he goes on to say, we're made perfect. If we're, I'm sorry, go back to that scripture, Mike. I'm sorry. That he says, we're made perfect those who are being made holy. So we're made perfect salvation-wise. And then not only that, we're being made perfect and holy in sanctification, that we are being made more like Christ. The more you follow Christ, the more you're going to be like Christ, that this isn't instantaneous, that one is salvation is instantaneous. When you accept Christ, you're saved once and for all. But then there's this process of being made that the bar is so high that not only does Jesus save you, that, man, he makes you like him, that he makes you like Christ. He makes you into the person that you were meant to be all along. And the writer of Hebrews is raising this part that Jesus is a better sacrifice because once and for all, on the cross, this happened. You know, we're always looking for perfection. We are. We're always looking for perfection, the perfect outfit, the perfect picture, the perfect meal. And a lot of times we'll post all those at once, won't we? Got the perfect outfit, the perfect meal, the perfect here. We got it, I got it. I did it. Listen to me. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Making you perfect and making you holy all at the same time. And I'm going to walk through that, why, why it's that way. Jesus is a perfect sacrifice because Jesus sacrificed his own body and blood. You know, most of the time, a lot of times when there's something, uh, a job that we don't want to do, we get someone else. That's not what Jesus did. The scriptures talk about that he sacrificed 
his body and blood. That, that, and, and when we think about this, that we live in this, this, this culture where sacrifice isn't thought of a, a lot, that, that convenience is, it rules the day. And uh, as a matter of fact, I started to think just the times in our lives where, man, we have gotten so spoiled, haven't we? We've gotten so spoiled. You ever been at the gas station and the pay at the pump doesn't work? I thought, man, I got to walk in there. It's ridiculous. You ever, I mean, we don't just, sometimes, I, you know, I'll confess, I'll get in the car and drive somewhere else. I'm like, forget y'all. You know, just get this right. Waiting in line. I mean, we, 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 this, when it's not convenient, you're, man, I just got to wait in line. Let's just put their stuff back. I'll go somewhere else. I'm going to sit here and sacrifice in this line. I know it's not much of a sacrifice, but. Or Amazon, two day shipping doesn't arrive till three days. What? This <laughs> crazy. I paid for this. Get the two day, free two day. And then I contrast that with Jesus' sacrifice was not convenient. Jesus sacrificed his own body and blood. He didn't send somebody else. He didn't say, hey, Peter, James, and John, I'm going to let y'all handle this one. Y'all are going to be crucified. I'm going to sit this one out. He sacrificed his body, his blood. I want to share a couple of scriptures here. It says, with his own blood... Not the blood of goats and calves, which if you know anything about the Jewish culture, they offered sacrifices. They'd offer these sacrifices, and, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But over and over again, they would offer these sacrifices of animals, and it was a foreshadowing of this sacrifice that was going to come that would be perfect, that would once and for all cleanse us of our sins to make us holy, to make us perfect. He says, he entered the most holy place once and for all time and secured redemption forever with his own blood. Now, I don't know how you feel about your own blood. I remember when I was little, I was playing basketball at a friend's house, and I fell and hit my head on a rock, and I got up, and I felt perfectly fine. I felt fine. I, I, it wasn't really hurt. And they said, hey, your head's bleeding. I was like, ah, that's, that's, no, no, it's not. Nah, nah. They said, no, man, your head's bleeding. I touched my head, and there was blood on it. I ran the whole way home crying. <laughs> ah! I've never been bleeding before. It was my blood. I was like, ah! I thought I, was, I thought I was dying. <laughs> Jesus' blood. Listen to me. On the cross, it was poured out for you. It was his blood. You've heard me talk about this, and I talk about the the act of crucifixion, that if it were a movie that we were to watch, but if you could have been there, you could have watched it, I don't think many of us could stomach it. I think we would have to turn away. I think if it was, if it was shown on TV, that it would immediately be canceled because it was too graphic. Because for six hours on a cross, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, bled, poured out blood, gave of himself. The one who was sinless became sin. The one who was God became a servant. The one who had lived forever chose to die. 
Not only did Jesus sacrifice with his blood, but he sacrificed with his body. It was his body on the cross. The scripture right here says, That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, which is what they did, and I'm going to talk about it again in a second. But you have given me a body to offer. You are not pleased with burnt offerings and other offerings for sin. And then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures, that Jesus offered his body. It was his body. It's his body that they put nails in. It was his body that hung there. It was his body that was struggling to breathe. It was his body. And we have been the recipients of this sacrifice. And so many times I think that we can just become, and you've heard me say this, the whole thing of drifting, we can just become numb to it and, like, and forget just how big a deal it was, how great a sacrifice it was, how much it should mean to us. Last Tuesday, we, we've been doing a group on Tuesday night called Better Man. And what man doesn't want to be a better man? If you're not here, we know why. That was a joke, y'all. Help me out here. Okay. <laughs> but I was listening to uh, the speaker, J.P. Pocluto. I probably butchered his last name. He told the story of... In 2012, the shooting in Aurora, Colorado in the movie theater. And he, he told that story, and man, I went and looked it up. It just it was very impactful that there were many who died in the theater that day. And there were many who ran out. But there were four young men with their girlfriends. Jonathan Blunk, John Larimer, Matt McQuinn, Alexander Tevis, they were there with their girlfriends. And when the shooting happened, they put their girlfriends on the ground. And they laid on top of them. And each one of those men were shot and killed. But each one of their girlfriends lived. Man, I, I listened to that. I was like, gosh. That's sacrifice right there. And we all think, oh, I would do that. I would do it. Look, I just not about whether you would or not. I don't know. And I'm not minimizing their sacrifice in any minute. My fact that I'm mentioning it shows that it means something to me. But I want you to listen about Jesus' sacrifice. His death was not quick. It was not as simple as being shot with a gun. It was not convenient. He was tortured. He was mocked. He was deserted. He was betrayed. He was denied. He was spit upon. You've heard me talk about this. He was there all by himself on the cross. It was his body. That Jesus is, man, he's our perfect sacrifice. He offered his body, his blood. He was perfect. He became sin. He died. We got life. And that is hugely important. If we were to stop here, I'd feel good about it. But I'm going to press a little bit further. Why? Jesus is our perfect sacrifice because he fully cleanses us 
from our unclean conscience. He fully cleanses us from unclean conscience. He didn't just forgive us and then we just kind of go on out with our lives. That, that, that something else has gone on too that I talked about. That in the Old Testament before Jesus, they would offer sacrifices. They would offer these sacrifices and it would roll the people's sins over for a year. And I always think about how crazy this was, was like, think about January 1st. January 1st, let's just say we, we were still under that system. You would come here and we had a bunch of grills outside and we had sacrifices and we grilled and everything like that. And you would feel good because your sins had been rolled over. January 1st. Well, if you're like me, I'm going to sin January 2nd. I may sin on the way home. And then I've got to wait a whole nother year. It'd be depressing, wouldn't it? As a matter of fact, the only thing I can think of is, is this, is that your, your sins were just rolled over. They were never really forgiven. They were just pushed back. It's kind of like during tax season. Now, during tax season, uh, many of you are going to file an extension, right? Does anybody know what an extension is? It means that on April 15th, I think this year it's the 17th, it's the 18th this year. On April 18th, instead of your taxes being due, you're going to file an extension, which means they're going to be due months later. But guess what? That extension does not forgive your taxes, does it? It just simply rolls them over to another time. You still have to pay the penalty. You still have to pay the tax. You still have to pay. The same thing was true in this Old Testament system of, of offering the, the uh, goats and bulls and everything like that. It just rolled things over. It never really forgave. When he talks about, the writer of Hebrews talks about that with Jesus, with his sacrifice, that you and I were cleansed because for once and all, for all, we were forgiven. We were forgiven that our hearts could be clean. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures to prove this and make a couple points here. He says, this is an illustration pointing to the present time. The gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer were not able to cleanse the conscience of the people who bring them. Now, when I talk about cleanse your conscience... I'm not talking about that your heart gets calloused towards sin. Like, okay, I can do whatever I want. That's called your heart being calloused. I, got, I accepted Christ. I'll go do whatever I want. I'll live whatever way I want. That's your heart being calloused by sin. The exact opposite ought to happen, that we ought to live in such a way that, man, I don't want to sin. I want to follow Christ, that he's made me perfect. Like, like I want to be loyal to him. I want to see him work in my life. I want to be like him. Yes, I'm going to sin. Yes, things are going to be bad a day. Some days in my flesh are going to cry. But, man, in my heart, I want to be like Christ. And so when I do sin, I feel guilty. But yet Christ offers to cleanse me of my sin to the point that my conscience, listen to me, that my conscience doesn't even bother me anymore. And I'm telling you, this is an amazing thing here. Because you and I are sinners. We're sinful people. But the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is so great that he can cleanse our consciences. Now, I've told you this story before. When, when COVID first came out, I don't know if you remember when it first came out, um, they thought it would live on surfaces. You remember that? It would live on surfaces for days, weeks, years. Remember, it was like, we could never get rid of this. Anyway, and speaking of gas pumps, I remember going to the gas pump one day, and I touched the gas pump, and I didn't sanitize my hands. And I was riding, I was riding home, 
in the car, and I realized I didn't sanitize my hands. And there was some hand sanitizer there. And because I didn't sanitize my hands, I thought maybe I'd touch my face. So I was thinking, you know how your mind, I know you think, Gary, you're weird. I know I am. I'm weird. I started thinking, I've got COVID. I've got it. I got it from the gas pump. Anyway, so I start taking this hand sanitizer. I'm sticking it up my nose, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm sanitizing my nose because I don't want to get COVID. And this is when it first came out, and you may laugh, but it was a lot of people were there. Listen to me. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ sanitizes our sins. It sanitizes them. I want you to look at this scripture right here. That he cleanses our conscience. He says, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify, purify, sanitize, purify. It purifies our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. He said, man, how much, how much greater is this that, man, it, it purifies it. It, it, it wipes it, that you can walk out of here with your head held high, not that you're a great person, but because God's a great God. That you have been found to be made perfect. You've been found to be loved. You've been, you've been cleansed of everything you've ever done. You tell me, what is the price for that to be worth? To me, it's an unbelievable part of Jesus' sacrifice being better. But man, we can walk out of here. I've been sanitized. I've been cleansed. That I've been made pure. He says, for by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Again, a reflective message to just think of how great that Jesus is. You know that cleaner that you spray in there, that you spray and it cleans itself? Does anybody know the name of that? It's called the scrubbing bubbles. You know what I'm talking about? Scrubbing bubbles. You know the commercial? Scrubbing bubbles. You can remember that the rest of your day. Anyway, I'm here for you. That used to be called Dow, and they actually changed the name. It was a Dow cleaner that you sprayed in there, and the bubbles would, would cleanse automatically. You sprayed it in there. I know some of you are going to run out and get it because I need that. I don't want to have to do anything. I want to spray it in there and leave it. But what's supposed to happen, you're supposed to spray it in there, and it's supposed to clean by itself. Now, whether it does or not, I don't know. But I know that's the claim. Let me share this about Jesus Christ. When you accept Christ, He starts to clean you up. I've told you this. When I, when I accepted Christ, I had a foul mouth. I did not accept Christ so that He would clean my mouth up. I didn't say, you know, I need, I need Jesus because I need my mouth cleaned up. I, I did. I needed my mouth cleaned up. But that's not why I accepted. I accepted Christ because I wanted Him to save me. I wanted to be forgiven. Well, anyway, one of the side things is that I started to realize reading His Scripture that, man, I needed to change the way that I talked. And, and this is before I was a pastor, even thinking about being a pastor. I was a high school student. And He started to work on in all the areas of my life Christ is cleaning with scrubbing bubbles. And listen, he's working in your life to purify you, to sanctify you, to sanitize you, to make you so that your conscience is clear. One more scripture here. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow. He talked about we, they kept doing that rolling back, kind of like the filing extension for taxes. It was a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. It was just reminding people over and over again that they needed Jesus Christ. The sacrifices under the old system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. 
If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. They had to keep doing it over and over and over again. For the worshipers would have been purified once and for all time. And their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. And his whole point in saying is that that is through Jesus Christ. Listen, you don't have to keep asking God to forgive you for something you did 20 years ago. Listen, it is paid in full. It has been paid in full that you don't have to even ask God. Once you ask God to forgive you for something that happened yesterday or maybe this morning that he has forgiven you, you can walk with a clear conscience that you have been forgiven. This may be one of the greatest gifts that Jesus has ever given us. So Jesus is our perfect sacrifice because he offered his own body and blood because he cleanses us of an unclean conscience. And then finally, because he has made salvation and forgiveness possible. He's made salvation and forgiveness possible. This is the scripture that Lisa read, and I just want to close out with this. And just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him. And I read that scripture, and I just got a couple of thoughts. Are you and I minimizing the sacrifice of Christ by the way we live sometimes? Probably yes. Are there moments where we're not grateful? Probably yes. Do we drift? Have we drifted? Probably yes. What do you do about that? How do you fix that? I was thinking about this message, like I said, just talking about this warning. I wanted to close out the message by giving you a chance to spend some time with the Lord. And I say this with all sincerity. This is not a time for you to get up and go to the bathroom. It's not a time for you to get up and walk out. Okay, I'm going to get out early and go to lunch. This is a time where you're going to spend time with the Lord and thank Him for what He's done for you. If you've never accepted Jesus, listen to me. Never known who Jesus is. He went to the cross. He went to the cross for you. The one who was with God, man, He sacrificed His life, His own body and blood. He did for you and for me because of our sin. Would love to talk to you about that. Be down front after the service. If you need to talk, we'd love to talk to you. But this moment right here is going to be for those who've accepted Christ. To give you a chance to, to thank God. To give you a chance to repent. The word repent means just to turn back. If you've been drifting, it means just stop drifting. I'm going to turn back. And I, I've used some, some words here at the beginning of the, the message that, that maybe, maybe today is just a, a chance for you to... Express your gratitude. Man, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for what you did. Maybe today is a day that 
a chance for you to reaffirm your loyalty to Jesus Christ. Man, I'm following you, Jesus. I'm coming back to you. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I may have been drifting, but this is, this is, I'm coming back. Maybe today in this moment is a time for you to surrender just an area of your life that you know is not under God's will. It's not, it's hurting you and you've been fighting him. But I'm going to give you a few minutes. It's going to seem a little awkward. We don't do this. Maybe we should do it more. For you to sit in your seat, you talk to the Lord, just you and the Lord, whatever way you want to do it. And then I'll come back and wrap it up. Father, we come to you. Lord, with humble hearts. God, we can go through our days. We can go weeks. And not remember the price you paid for us. And Lord, some of us today, we can be beaten down by our own sinfulness or our drifting or whatever and just forget just how great a sacrifice that once and for all that you have cleansed us. You have made us perfect and you're making us holy. And so, Lord, for this moment, we are grateful. Lord, in this moment, we reaffirm our loyalty to you, that you're God, you're our Savior. We're following you. That is our desire to do your will, to be like you. God, help us in this effort. Help us in this journey. And Lord, help us to surrender. or the things in our life that are pulling us away or that we know are just not your will. They're not for our best. We keep fighting you. Got to pray in view of your sacrifice. Lord, we would, we would readily surrender to you daily. Thank you, Jesus. And in your name we pray, amen. Let's have that last scripture right here, man. I love this scripture. For by that one offering, he made perfect. Listen, that's you and that's me. He's made you perfect. He made perfect those who are being made holy. Hold your head up high. Listen, Christ has forgiven you. He has saved you. You and I have been made perfect in the eyes of God, and he is making us perfect in our everyday life. Man, hold your head up high. Remember that sacrifice. Have a great week. Come back next week. See you.